Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's interview podcast. Well, today I'm going to interview uh, one of our great leading ladies in Chicago theater. This is a, a lady who has a tremendous body of work that we'll talk about, but she is absolutely blown everyone away by playing Billie Holiday in Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, produced by Porchlight Theater at Stage 773. Say hello to Alexis Rogers. Hello, Alexis. Hello, Tom, and hello, listeners. Yeah. You got to tell us how you got this role and how, uh, as I was telling people, and I think I said it in my review, uh, I listened to Billie Holiday growing up. My uncle was a jazz musician, and he used to play a lot of music for us, and he loved Billie Holiday. So you could play, you could sing two notes, and I'd know if it was Billie Holiday. And I sat, I was sitting in the second row, and it came back to those days when when I used to listen to her, you know, growing up. You have her down. You were channeling her. Yeah. I, you know what? Um, how did I get this role? Just like I get most roles, I go out and I audition for them. I was doing another show at the time, and I honestly was like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. I don't know if I'm going to make it to this audition. Oh. But I, I, I struggled through, and I got over to the audition, and uh, I knew that Rob Lindley would be directing it and that a friend of mine, Jared Linden, would be MDing it because, honestly, uh, Doug Peck, who advises here at Porchlight had said that um, he needed a musician, and I recommended Jared. So, oh, he's pretty tremendous. <laughs> Isn't he tremendous? What a great jazz sound! Oof. So I was already like, okay, well, at least I'll see faces that I know, you know. So I go in and I sing my songs and I do my monologues, and you know, you don't always feel the best about your auditions, but hey, you, you, those are the ones that people call you back on. So <laughs> sure enough, you know, I, I hear that. I I've heard that story before. I promise. And in, in general how how unfair auditions are because you know it's almost a ritual because what can they find out in one or two minutes right i i'm telling you that's my philosophy but they saw something yeah so i was so grateful for getting the role i got a call a little while later and um and so I've known, I had known for a very long time before I actually had to be in rehearsals that I had the role so Though I was busy, about a month or two out, I was like, okay, it's time for me to get on this Billy Holiday. And I just closed myself in with all her music and interviews, whatever I could listen to that had her voice on it. I was doing that. If I could see her, I was watching, I was reading. And um, I, it's paying off, I I imagine. <laughs> it is. It's, it's amazing. And I know the show's been Jeff recommended, and I was telling everybody, I said, if they if they class, I think you're going to win a Jeff. No, oh, thank I don't you mean to so jinx you, but it's fine. <laughs> but I've got a good batting average on that, especially if they consider it a one person show. Because with the band in the background, mm-hmm. I know you talk to the the piano player a little bit yeah. in character, yeah. But it's it's a one person show. If they classify it that, I just can't see how anybody. Oh, I really appreciate that. Now, you know how we do. We do this because this is our art. This is our passion. This is how we get to express ourselves. And we just love to do it. So validation is already in the fact that I get to make a living doing what I love to do. Isn't it? So it's not work. It's not work. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not work. It took me years to figure that out. But yeah, when you make your passion your occupation, you never have to go to work. You You never have to go to work. But 
what are the audience reactions to the show? The, the, the day I was there was a Sunday matinee was packed in and people were just in awe of it. They it's amazing. Um, I've had several sold out houses. My last weekend was jam packed. I've only seen maybe one not packed audience and that was probably during the preview weekend, but people have gone so far as to cry real tears when I walked out um, yeah. to greet them. Wow. And I'm just so amazed. You know, friends of mine are like, I've known you for a very long time and I know what you sound like. So how in the world did you pull off this Billie Holiday? Because our voices are not really close. She has raspy. I'm kind of, you know, I got a lot of soprano. In well, you're, you're a much better, technically you're a much better singer. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you. And you have a you know a terrific range. But how did you prepare? So you listened a lot. Right? Yeah. I I just closed myself in with this Billie Holiday music. And um, I listened to different things like her laughing and um, the inflections, the rhythm that she spoke. You know, and I said, well, I got to be this woman. I got to get that. Yeah. It's kind of a kind of an Eastern sort of accent she had she, yeah 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 she was in born in philly and um lived a lot in new york i mean she was well traveled of course she's abroad and beyond and you know here and there but she had her roots in the east coast i believe so the show is uh it was more than just billy holly walking out and singing yes if, if it was that that would be enough <laughs> but then there's another layer as it is to your talent it's it, it, it's just not it's not only singing, it's the acting. It and is. Boy, what a tough role. I mean, people don't know about, tell us about Billie Holiday, what, what her problems were. Well, Billie Holiday, uh, though a musical icon and jazz great, because uh, there's no other voice like hers. Well, she, we haven't heard it. <laughs> well, she brought, she took blues, Bessie Smith style blues. Exactly. And infiltrated it into, into the jazz, jazz and yeah. created a new sound. Yeah, like she says, she says, I, I'm i not a blues singer, I'm a jazz singer. But what she does is she takes that blues feeling and puts it to that jazz beat. Boy, does she. Yeah. Yes, she does. And she added, you know, this whole syncopated thing and uh, falling behind the tempo, you know. So she'd be singing sometimes and the band be trying to figure it out she say, hey, hey you know this is what i do and and she became famous for doing exactly that she marched to the beat of her own drum didn't she she sure did she sure did <laughs> i you know for me uh learning how to uh, become this woman was a lot of her story was a lot of her background was a lot of the feeling that she had behind the music she said she could never sing anything that she didn't feel nothing. Yeah. She could never sing anything that she did not relate to. So most of her music is just that. And I believe that's why she was so great and so popular because people could feel her singing. It was almost tangible, you yeah. know, when you listen well, and, to it. And that's what you did on, that's what you did. It, it was just vibrating through the audience. It was really amazing. Yeah, she had, you know, and she had a tumultuous life, you know, when it came to her childhood. She was raped at 10. You know, she was prostituted. She um, 
uh, she had been in jail time and time again. She was a heroin addict. She was a heroin addict. And an alcoholic. And an alcoholic. She was introduced to heroin by uh, some man that she totally fell in love with. So, you know, she had, uh, (laughs) she had a lot of bad things happening, but at the same token, she laughed at life. She was such, her heart, if you read up on her and all the different people that were close to her that people interviewed, they'd say she just had the biggest heart and she loved life. She loved to laugh. So though we look at some of the things that happened in her life as being so sad and tumultuous, she didn't live like that. In her mind, she was living to the fullest. You know, she'd go out on a tour and come back penniless, <laughs> but she would do whatever she needed to do to get her next high. And, and her like high it, was singing. But what what you did, if you had now, let's take acting as Billie Holiday. Sure. If you had not sang a note, let's say that for some crazy, well, it wouldn't do it. But let's say it was it you were miming Billie Holiday's music. Yeah. Your performance of her telling her story and I mean, there's a scene where you, where we see where you go backstage, but we can see yeah. where you're shooting up heroin. Yeah. And then you come back out and then you, you're staggering around in a couple places. You kind of slur the singing as she did. And I heard live recordings of her when she was probably high on it, right? <laughs> yes. we're, we're, well, that's a little bit. Yeah. And that's hard to do. It is. So how do you combine do. the acting with the singing? You know, anytime it, it becomes uh, a, a sense memory kind of thing, you try to think about your experiences that could even come close. And I've never done heroin. I never will. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> I just, you know, but I. I That's good judgment. <laughs> I think we're safe there. <laughs> yes. But uh, I just imagined in my wooziest state what that would be like. Um, what my warmest state of, cause I, I'm reading up on heroin, of course, because I have to play a heroin addict and they're saying that the sensation is one that is so heavy, but warm. So I'm imagining what that must be like. And then I say, get it together because I know drunk people, I'll take alcohol. I, I know drunk people when they're drunk, they do their best. Not to show the rest of the world that they're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so most was, of the time. That's, yeah. So then there's that. So I'm adding all these different pieces to the puzzle, and 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 I have to include the script. So I have a story to tell. Yeah, you tell so, her life story in between. Yeah. What about oh, more than a dozen songs? Oh man, I'm telling you, and those stories. Initially, I was having uh, some difficulty because, like I said, she has a certain rhythm to the way she talks. So it was becoming a little difficult for me to retain it. She used certain words like see and anyway, and they were they were her mm-hmm. transitional phrases or words. Okay. But for me in my everyday conversation. Well, yeah, because she was a different generation. She was yeah, a different yeah. generation, you know, and so I had to get hit to this generation if you will and um, it was it was hard at first but after a while it kind of set on me and i started taking this this persona on and i felt good about it do you ever uh, when you leave the stage do you ever are you still billy holiday sometimes actually uh i think sometimes her voice her i speak the voice you know, for a period of time before I can get back to myself. I'm like, hey, snap out of it. Because <laughs> I, cause I had heard that uh, 
Daniel Day-Lewis stayed in character as Lincoln all the way through like seven months of shooting. Yeah. Even, you know, when he was out having dinner or whatever, he, he st- still had that high voice like, like Lincoln had. And every now so, and again. So does that my, happen to you too? Yeah, during, yeah. My, during my days off, I'm somewhere, you know, having a conversation with people. And of course, my friends are so funny. They, they just, they won't even call me Alexis. They'll call me, hey, Billy, you know. <laughs> I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm putting her down on March 10th. I'll tell you that much. But, uh, yeah, I could be having a conversation with them. And all of a sudden I'm saying, oh, that sounds so Billy Lord. <laughs> but, you know, this is the kind of show they might they might remount. I know it's hard to extend it, you know, in a rental facility when there's other shows coming in. Yeah. But this is the kind of show that, uh, that could get legs. Hey, we'll see. You never know what the future may bring. Yeah. You wouldn't be against that, would you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Situation is right. Well, let's give a little commercial for the show. It's at stage seven seven three. Yes. What days? What times do you run? It's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday at eight. Okay. Saturday at four and eight, and then Sunday at two p.m. Wow. Yeah. That's that's pretty condensed. How do you get through two on a Saturday? Because this is such an emotionally draining role. You're right. Plus, vocally, I mean, you're singing over a dozen songs, in, in, including uh, "God Bless the Child" yeah. and. Uh, Strange Fruit, which are where I, two of her icon songs that are associated with I'll her. give you a little treat. Uh, she said in her uh, autobiography that anytime she sang Strange Fruit, she literally had to run off the stage after and uh, go to the toilet because it really physically made her sick. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But for me, doing a two-show Saturday, I literally, I don't really move in between shows, I try to conserve as much energy as I possibly can because it's like a, a rise and a fall and a rise and a fall. So, so what do you do? Hide away and I relax? Stay, I sit in my, my dressing room and uh, just kind of let it ooze off me for a minute so I can pick it back up again. Fantastic. Yeah. You got to be enjoying it. I am. This has really been a, a, a great ride for me. Um, it's been a busy one. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever promoted anything this much ever in my entire life, but it's fantastic. And it's giving me uh, something to look forward to as far as um, my career. I mean, people have said so many wonderful things about the show and about uh, my portrayal. So I'm just looking forward to uh, blessings abounding, period. Yeah. Well, you've earned it, that's for sure. Thank you. So let's talk about your career. I mean, you, you've been around and done some great roles. Yeah. Uh, like for Porchlight, I, I remember you as Sarah in Ragtime. That was so much fun. Wasn't that fun? It was indeed. I loved it. I mean, honestly... I think I might have had one of the best roles in the show because I get to come on, sing pretty, and then I die. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I come back, you know, as a ghost in the second act. Yeah, you know? that's right. And, uh, but it, it was great. The cast was fantastic. Dream Girls at uh, Marriott. That, that was a, incredible. That's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. That music is incredible. Yeah, it is. It, really is. it, it gets in you. I, I couldn't stop singing it well after the show had closed and working working at the marriott is interesting because you got to run full speed in and on and off stage right in the round stage exactly so it was funny that in in the rehearsal space uh we didn't have that full ramp 
run down a ramp, run back up the ramp kind yeah, of I've thing. Yeah, I've seen the rehearsal space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was a rude awakening when we got into the site. I was like, oh, okay. oh, that's what it's doing. Okay. And we're tipping in these tight, tight dresses. And I'm like, oh, man. And you do have a lot of costume changes in that show, a too. A lot, yeah. a lot. But it's a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's one of the better shows they've done there. Yeah. And then Ain't Misbehaving. Wow. Oh, that was... That was a fun time, too. Now, I will say, I had done Ain't Misbehaving before, and so I've gotten a chance to play Charlene Woodard twice, and then Armelia McQueen uh, once. And it was always funny to me that I was cast as Charlene because she has the dance section. And I'm like, you know what? This dancing, so I gave the choreographer the blues, probably. Thank God she was a, a friend of mine. <laughs> But, you, but you can dance. I can dance. Yeah. I can indeed. Um, I, I, I'm grateful that I have been labeled a triple threat. I'm, I'm grateful because I do have good movement. I will say that. I, you'll never hear me say I'm a dancer ever. But she was able to let my gift as a mover Okay, but you so you would, but you would consider yourself uh, certainly a singer a and sing- an actor yeah, who yeah. can dance. Yeah, Is that there you good? go. There you go. Okay, I'll definitely say that. Then we go we go to some of the work you've done at court. Oh, court. Porgy and Bess was oh, what a role. What Tell a us role. about that. Uh, and that was you know that was a draining role too. Uh, you know uh, that was a show where after I got off the stage, I probably I would just sit. I would just sit there uh, for quite a while. The The room had cleared out. People would be gone. Everybody closed the theater down. And I'd still be sitting there because uh, Bess was a, a hard. It's an opera was, role. It's an opera. It's an opera yeah, role. Yeah. And and I have classical training. So it wasn't, it wasn't that so much. It was the depths that Charlie Newell had me go to get what he wanted from this particular character. Yeah, and and the fact that that it was um, more of a folksy, or it wasn't a full orchestra, really meant that the emphasis was on the singing. It yeah. was. Yeah. It was on the singing and the acting. And, um, yeah, I, the choices that were made, um, the stakes were raised pretty high, I would say. So Yeah, and, and it delivered, too. Thank you. Yeah, you, you guys were, that was one of the better shows. You also like and have done some August Wilson. I have. Yeah. You know, that August Wilson is something else. He wrote a lot of roles, I feel like, uh, define exactly who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am so grateful that he has the body of work that he has because I could always work doing August Wilson. Well, there's 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 men in town who who make a career of doing August Wilson all over the country. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I am definitely grateful for his writings. Which are completely awesome. I can get lost in August Wilson's works. One of the great playwrights. Definitely. And a man who I had the honor of meeting and talking to. I didn't interview him. It's one of my few regrets in interviewed. Uh, but who knew he was that sick when I had talked to him? He said, yeah, we'll get together. I'll just get my publicist. Yeah. And I figured, well, you know, okay. It's when, when they did Gem of the Ocean, the last mm-hmm. play he did at, at the Goodman. Mm-hmm. And then he died four or five months later. And I wasn't yeah. able to do it, but... But I, I'll never forget him telling me, yeah, I overwrite. But he says, you know, you guys will tell me to cut it. And I'll cut 20 minutes out before it goes to New York. 
But he says, you know, I don't have anybody around me that tell me that I overwrite. Because he wow. was kind of an intimidating guy. Have you met him? I never mean? met him. Yeah, he okay. just so happened to be the mentor of a young man who helped found Congo Square Theater Company. And I belong to Congo Square Theater just Company. Just that, you, you scooped me. I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> I am an ensemble member with that company. I just love that company. And yes. I'm so glad they're surviving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and August Wilson was a mentor to yeah. our company. Yes, he was. Yes, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, and uh, they got a new show coming up. I think Fall I'm, of Heaven well, yeah. by Walter Mosley. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's open on Monday. Yes, over uh, on yeah, Beacon Street. Yeah, I'm seeing Street. it next week, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. oh, good. yeah, I don't miss their stage. Just, when, they're, when, they're, when five or six shows open on the same day or two, it's hard. You got to yeah, get them you gotta all juggle. in. But okay. I get them in. You get you know, them in. Yeah. There's too much good theater not to, to miss it. Isn't that great about being in Chicago? Oh, it's it's amazing. You know? Chicago is such a phenomenal theater town. When I, you know, eons ago when I graduated college, I had no plans of coming home because I was born and raised here. I had every plan of going to New York, but I kind of detoured a little bit and I ended up back at home and uh, I was so pleased. I was so pleased that theater was thriving like it was it, here. In, in, and the variety. And the yeah. variety. Yeah, so yeah. I've been able to, I got back home in October. Matter of fact, October 21st, 2004. And two weeks later, I started working and I've worked ever since. Wow. That's, that's terrific. Oh, that's incredible. Of course, you're getting, getting a lot of actors in town a little jealous. But okay. you know, talent, <laughs> that's right. Talent wins out. You know? Talent. Thank you. Uh, talent some people does. say, well, you know, they hire, I've heard this, the whining about, well, they hire their friends and all. I said, no, they hire the best. Once you're up on that plateau, you'll get work. Hey, I've worked. I, I didn't have friends in a lot of these places and I just, hey, I got out there. I hit the ground running and that's all I, that's all I knew to do. So I had great teachers school they told me hey this is a business first it's called show business mm -hmm. and that show is ever is a, a adjective to business so this is a business you have to run it like it's a business and you are your your own spokesperson your your best advocate your pr your everything so that's a good that point way. of view yeah oh, you're yeah. self-employed yeah you are self-employed yeah. and that's how i hit it well let's go back to uh some of the work you've done for black ensemble for jackie taylor oh, yeah. Yes. The Dionne Warwick show. I got to play Dionne Warwick. I got a chance to meet her, too. And uh, shameless plug, she actually told me that I was her favorite Dionne because, you know, Jackie has a tendency to uh, cast it, several people in uh, in that role to get different mm -hmm. periods of her life. Well, they did that with Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. Too. yeah. So I played, I think, the oldest uh, Dionne. And uh, I got to sing some incredible music. I, matter of fact, I became even a bigger fan of Dionne Warwick because I, now mind you, growing up, I did have yeah, her albums. Yeah, sure. Of course. I yeah. did indeed. But I, I, there were so many things that I didn't know or so much music that I hadn't heard. And I was like, oh, my God, this woman is incredible. So um, she came to see the show. And were you nervous? I was indeed. <laughs> but uh, she absolutely loved it. She loved it, and she gave me such great accolades. And, and you can tell if they're putting on if they liked it, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think so. You know, since I'm an actress by trade, you yeah. know, I figure. <laughs> I could tell a little bit. But, yeah, she, she seemed genuinely thrilled and happy about the project. Well, that's great. Um, so tell us what what roles. I, I asked this of everybody. Mm -hmm. What are some of the roles you're, you're dying to play that you haven't played yet? I mean, you've done. 
you know, from hairspray to Porgy and Bess to Billie Holiday. That's so a forth. very interesting question. I don't have any role that I just pine after that I say, I really want to do that. Um, I've, I've just been so blessed to be able to play so many things, uh, that I'm just grateful for, for how it comes to me. Okay. You yeah. have interest in like, like it, let's say as a straight actress. Oh, yeah. Doing Shakespeare, doing, you know, cl- uh, other classics. Shaw. Shakes- or- Shakespeare. Yes, you know why? Because Shakespeare has a certain musicality to it. Oh yeah. And so I I think I could pull off Shakespeare. My one of my first, I would say the the second professional play I ever did was a Shakespeare piece, uh, Merchant of Venice at the Shakespeare Theater in Washington D.C. Okay. Yes, literally 2 days after graduation from college, I was at work. And, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> I'm so grateful to be here. And uh, fast forward a few years, the gentleman that cast me in that particular show, he is now uh, on the artistic staff at American Theater Company, PJ Paparelli. Oh, okay. And that's something. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you worked for him yet? I have not worked over there yet. Uh, my schedule has not permitted me to do so. But hey, sky's the limit. I'm sure at some point I'll get a chance to work with them again. Well, see, it, it, it's always you never you never burn bridges, right? Because you just never know. Never. People... And he was gracious enough to call me once. They were doing um, hair in Alaska, but I was already booked and I couldn't go. So yeah, yeah. It have to be a good role to to go all the way to Alaska. I'm telling but you, go you, where the work is. Yeah. You go where the work yeah. is for certain. He's doing hair, I think, this spring. Yes. You know, yes. You, I, I, you're not going to be in that. No, no. I don't even know if I have any more hair days left in me. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those shows. I said, "Well, hey, I do it at least once." <laughs> that yeah, that that show's getting a little. It's grown whiskers, I think. And I believe the the version that we did, I was it was out at Paramount. Mm-hmm. I just feel oh, like yeah. it was, that's right. You were in that. It yeah. was such a phenomenal production to me that I would never want anything to taint it. <laughs> you know, like I would be like, okay, well, I'm doing another production of hair. I always compare it to that because it was just yeah. awesome. Yeah, that it, and it had such a great ensemble of Chicago it was actors. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I love that experience. I had the cast, the first major. Uh, I guess we would call it a being at my house. It was fun. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this runs till uh, the Billy Holiday show runs till March 10th, right? Correct. Do you have what do you have coming up after that? I literally leave the very same evening, going to Kansas City, Kansas, to do a show at the New Theater in uh, Kansas City. It's called Weekend Comedy. And it is a straight play. I have no singing to do for the next three months or so. Well, it gives your voice a chance to rest, it huh? It does. Yeah. And it needs the rest. Any any chance of you uh, doing a solo uh, LP or CD, I guess they call them now? You know what? That takes so much time to get into the into the studio. And my passion is being in on the stage okay. at the theater. So I've started a project. 
that I have yet to finish, but it's been so long. Like I started this project maybe four years ago. So you see how that's But I've talked to a number of people that that sometimes they say it takes 10 years to do them. You do a number here and then you get, like I said, get off making a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you do another one, but... Oh, thank you. That's encouraging to let well, me know that no, people I, are, I, <laughs> are definitely I can definitely, doing that. I could that. name a few uh, who, who have done that. <laughs> awesome. But but you eventually, you know, with a voice like yours, you you want to you know pick signature songs, and exactly. You, you want to have that record, exactly. Yeah, you want to have that, and I, and it and that in it of itself, it that takes time to find exactly what that is because I I've, I've been gifted enough to be able to sing so many different genres of music. So I would have to find something that is signature to Alexis J. Rogers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure you will. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much. This is this has been great, and uh, your Billy Holiday is one to remember. And thank you. I I got I just know you're going to be doing that show again. It, it's thank the kind you. you know when when someone is so perfect for a role. Uh, other people are going to remember that, and I'm, I'm sure Michael Weber will recommend it around town. If people contact him, you know, in other cities, yeah. they're going to do it. Yeah. Your name will be on that list. Oh, thank you, yeah. Tom. I really appreciate that. Well, it, you did a great job. Folks, go see the, the Billy Holiday Show. It You will love it. And thanks for listening. Remember, go see a play this week.